Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the ESPN app. We're there. Say play ESPN on your smart speakers. We're there. Download the podcast. Key uh, may be along shortly. We were just FaceTiming with him. It, it, I don't know what's going on. FaceTiming with Key with a... I hope he's okay. The bloody yeah. nose. I just, but all the little packets of blood. On, I'm like, yo, how many? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Did you get in a car accident? He's like, no, just a bloody nose. Yeah. It will not stop. Yes. I don't know what's going on. I got to keep I, your I, finger out of there. It's like I tell my daughter, Mira. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But he should be along shortly. Um, The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio, Jay. Tonight. You know how great that is when you got stuff to do, honeydews and stuff like that? Like, I go, yes, okay, I got to go do this. I got to go run errands. I got to go. And you don't miss a moment of the action because you just pop on ESPN Radio, get to hear the playoffs. Tune in tonight for game one of the Eastern Conference Finals as the Heat host the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. But I have a problem. Why the game start so late, man? Like, why are we, why are we starting Coast, at 8? I, I don't care. Why are we starting at 8.30? 8.30, that means we're not really having tip-off until, like, 8.40. Like, it, it, by the time you get to half, I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. You know, it's funny because it is family entertainment, right? That's what I'm saying. And, and you know, I never even appreciated, because I've been on ESPN since, on and off since 98. And I never appreciated, like when you talk about the Disney brand, how good it is as a parent to know I can sit my kid down in front of this. I don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's good. It's safe mm. for them. It's good. It shows them the right kind of stuff. That's, sports does a lot of that, right? It's good, wholesome entertainment, but it is. It's like, and it's important, actually. I think it helps your development. Even just watching it and following it is oh, a good thing. My wife and I talk about this all the time. She's like, no movies. We want our kids to have limited screen time. Yeah. And but when they games, do games, yeah. Games? Have games on all day long. Unscripted drama. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's and and it, it values it, a lot of a lot of really good stuff. And when you start the game as late as the games normally start nowadays, like young kids, and I used to hear newspaper guys, I'd read their articles, they'd complaining about it. I'm like, ah, stop complaining, old people. It's fine, whatever. People will stay up. But no, a lot of times the kid can't stay up until 11 o'clock, midnight to see the end of the game. They're missing it. It's ridiculous. Look at me. I'm complaining like I'm the kid because would we have to wake a, up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, so Jay, would you take a salary cut because now all revenues are a little bit lower, so everyone has to take a cut in the industry because we're what, letting the kids I don't kids like watch you it? putting me in a position on national Because my answer is nope. Yep. The hell with the kids. We'll start the game later. Give me one red hey penny more. I'll start it at midnight. <laughs> Max. Which current franchise is most disrespected in sports? Is it the Miami Heat? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm trying to think of what are the other by the candidates. Way, by the way, the number one seed, the Miami Heat. Number one seed, Miami Heat. Number one. Number one. Let me say it again very slowly so it can register in your mind this morning as you have your coffee while you're in your car on your way to work. The number one seed in the Eastern Conference with a Hall of Fame executive who is also a Hall of Fame coach in Pat Riley, the best coach in the NBA with We're in Eric the finals Spolstra, two years ago. Championship pedigree with Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, and Jimmy Butler, one of the most rugged, rough riders we have in the game of basketball. 
number one seed, is being looked over. People probably have them ranked fourth as really said title contenders right now. Fourth? They were in the they were in the finals a couple years ago. They're making another run right now. I'm trying to think of what other teams are even in the conversation or franchises as being disrespected presently. I think maybe the Niners. 49ers? Yeah, the Niners are in the they're every time Jimmy G's been healthy the last year, they're in the at least the conference finals. They're in the NFC championship game and, and, and came a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. And, and it seems like they're just overlooked. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to I'm think of other ones. Give us a call in. Give us your answer. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Which current franchise is the most disrespected in sports? The way Jay has disrespected the Heat all these months. <laughs> Try to put him up. I'm coming him. around, though. Yeah, Better late than never. J.J. Redick. ESPN NBA analyst was on a show called This Just In. What show is that? Sensational show on ESPN. What time is that show air? 2 p.m. Who's the host? Handsome host. I forget the guy's name, but, you know, he ain't there for his hosting skills. He's eye candy. Now, question. The more you tell me that you're handsome, it makes me question how handsome you are. Because you have to tell me. Luckily, fortunately, we're on TV, so everyone can see it. You think these are special effects? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Uh, JJ, who should coach the Lakers? I think Mark Jackson deserves another shot. And I don't know if that's who they've targeted, who's number one on their list. I'm, you know, there's tons of rumors about Doc Rivers and, and maybe leaving Philly and getting to the Lakers. But as of right now, for who's a real candidate, I like Mark. Mark Jackson. Now, Mark Jackson didn't get the Sacramento Kings job. That went to Mike Brown, who then got pummeled by Memphis by 50. Glad he took that job before he got pummeled by 50. Um, I... I've said Mark Jackson from the beginning. I thought Mark Jackson was the right fit for them. I think he's a guy who is seasoned, um, who understands strong personality, already has a footprint in the L.A. area, has spent a lot of time there, has a good rapport with LeBron James. It's just if you're Mark Jackson, you have to make sure that you have the right kind of power as the head coach. And I think that starts with a conversation with Jeannie Buss. Um because her op-ed that she had with Bill Pulaski the other day that came out, her having accountability, if I'm Mark Jackson, I'm, I'm looking at that saying, okay, that, those are the signs of an owner that wants to create change with the way the power dynamics are currently orchestrated within that organization. Now might be the right time for me to come there. I have something to say about Mark Jackson. For years, whenever his name would come up, and by the way, if you were a Knicks fan growing up, you love Mark Jackson. He was so good as a rookie. And, you know, with Patrick Ewing, the promise was of championships, and they didn't win any, but they were a powerhouse for years. And Mark Jackson was a part of that in the beginning, the bomb squad, right? So got a lot of love for Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson and Golden State got, you know, believed in Steph and, and Clay in a way that maybe few other coaches would have and brought them to a certain point. A lot was written and reported, however, that eventually there was sort of a culture of paranoia around the team, that the offense was not really unlocked, and they wanted to bring a new guy in. And so I've wondered aloud, wait, is Mark Jackson the right guy for this job or that job? But I got to tell you something. I think he is. And, and let me tell you why, like, who's changed my mind about that, Jay? It's watching Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was a guy, also a point, a pass-first point guard. Mark Jackson and Jason Kidd, to varying degrees, Kidd was better than Jackson, but they both had this thing where it was like when they made passes, you think that they're a genius, right? There's some people through their play 
that it's not just that they're smart, whatever. They are gifted differently, right? It's like, oh, my God, there's brilliance in the way he did that. Mark Jackson was that kind of passer. So was Kidd. And obviously. And when Kidd was coaching Milwaukee, I thought the defense was weird and kind of counterproductive. And he got him to a certain point, clearly, but not past that. But it's occurred to me since then. This happens in baseball. It happens in football. It happens in boxing. When you are new as a head coach or a head trainer or a manager, that first experience, you're not going to be a fully formed product yet. You're going to learn from that, hopefully, right? I think of boxing trainers in their first big super fight. They make mistakes sometimes. They go on to be the greatest trainer ever. Emmanuel Stewart. They're a guy like no one comes out a fully formed product. And I don't and, – and Buck Showalter in baseball. Well, he can get you to a certain place. He can't get you over the top. I don't know. Give him a chance to get you over the top. Don't bring another guy in, right? Jason Kidd is showing you his quality right now as a head coach. He's gotten better, just as many people do in many jobs. I don't see a reason why Mark Jackson would not learn from his first experience, which was largely successful, and be a real, real good head coach right now. I'm with it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about that because Jason Kidd, having a great relationship with Mark Lazary, the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, I think there were some issues with how that was handled in the front office, but they – they figured it out. They moved forward. And it's the same with Mark Jackson and Golden State, right? It was supposed to be these issues that he had with the front office and team ownership that they didn't see alignment. But every time I hear Stephen Curry, every time I hear Clay Thompson talk about Mark Jackson, it's always in the most positive lights, the most positive of things. So I agree with you on all those Like things. Jason Kidd, by the way. Yes. You heard Giannis, Ballers talking about When I heard Giannis talking about Jason Kidd, love Jason Kidd. One future Hall of Famer is talking comeback while another is trying to find good seats in the stands. That's next on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Drew Brees tweeted that speculation from the media from my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Cleveland Browns are training with the Houston Texans and acquiring quarterback Deshaun Watson. I know that my Browns finally care about winning. That's all we've been about for 20 years, okay? And I'm not here to judge anybody off the field, okay? That's not my business, okay? 
Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, your smart speaker, say play ESPN, download the podcast, download the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by senior NFL writer Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy! What's going on, Jeremy? Good morning. What's up, gentlemen? Great to be with you. Wait, Jeremy, do you have any rap lyrics that you want to kick off the segment with? Because sometimes you just bring random sixteen dope loaded. stuff. I'm just saying. Man, I, I, I like that Pusha T uh, intro, though. Okay. I got to say. Okay. Speaking of intros. Hey, you, next time when I'm live, I'll, I'll have to spit something for you. Ooh, Jeremy, I see you, Jeremy. Jeremy, you hear you. the intro on the way into this segment, the Deshaun Watson stuff, according to CBS Sports and later confirmed yeah. by ESPN, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will meet with the NFL this week. What's it all mean, Jeremy? Well, Max, it means the NFL has done significant legwork on this Deshaun Watson case. Typically, they don't interview the player subject who's under review of the personal conduct policy unless they have a lot of information, which means they've spoken to a lot of the alleged victims here. And uh, this could be wrapping up fairly soon. Now, the league is still monitoring the deposition that Deshaun Watson is going through. He's scheduled to appear in Texas in late June. So, you know, they could wait to see what he said there. But, you know, they feel pretty good about uh, all the information that they've gathered. They have a good grasp on this case. And, uh, you know, teams I talked to, some of which were involved in trying to trade for him a few months back, they were sort of ballparking a suspension of, say, six games. They don't know for sure, but that's some of the guesswork the teams have been doing over recent months. Well, that's not the only news, Jeremy. Let's play hot news or not news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as ready as I'm going to be. Let's do it. All right, Jeremy, Drew Brees tweeted on Sunday night that his future is undecided and that he may play football again, among other things. Pickleball, a lot of options. Take a listen to what Saints head coach Dennis Allen said yesterday about Brees' tweet. My wife's the one that told me about it because I don't follow social media. So I thought, well, that's interesting. That'll bring up some questions tomorrow at the golf tournament. So (laughs) I think it was a comment made in jest, and we certainly hadn't had any conversations in that regard. Hot news or not news. All this Drew Brees stuff, Jeremy. Max, not news. I mean, that, that arm looks shot. He had some shoulder issues late in his career with the Saints, 2020. Couldn't really deliver the ball downfield. Now we're talking, what, 16, 18 months later, he's going to be able to come back and, and do that. I'm just not so sure. I know he's Drew Brees. I know some teams are desperate, like the Carolina Panthers. Some others need a quarterback. But I'm just not hearing any buzz league-wide that something would actually happen. See, I think this is blazing hot news. Hmm. Not about just this tweet, but the tweet that came right after where he said, man, signing Juice Landry and Matthew makes me want to come back and play again. Great additions, leaders, and players. So me hearing that... Jeremy, yeah. that puts incredible pressure on Jameis Winston coming off this injury. And it just starts the conversation internally from fans. being like, if Jameis can't get it done, Drew Brees sure as hell does look good on the sideline. I don't think it's hot news about Drew Brees. My, the hottest news I heard is Dennis Allen doesn't follow social media. Let me tell you what the problem with that is. You, you might not like it. It's like people who refuse to watch TV. That's the way, like, that's a part of the world now. You can't deny it. You can't get the toothpaste back in the tube. If you're not following social media, at least to some degree, then you're not existing in the 21st century right now. You want that guy as your head coach? Maybe yes. Jeremy, you don't think that puts a lot more pressure on Jameis Winston to a degree when your Hall of Fame quarterback is the one saying, maybe I'll come back and play or not while you're coming off injury? 
I mean, yeah, Jay, maybe if they start one and four and, and he's playing poorly, uh, I, I could see it. But to me, I think they moved on from Jameis Winston a year ago, and they were comfortable getting somebody with a little bit of a stronger arm that could drive the yeah. ball downfield, reinvent their offense. I just don't get the sense the Saints are in the place where he would come back. Unless he's just fully healthy, had the shoulder surgery, looking great, can sort of deliver the ball like he could five years ago, maybe they'd reconsider it. I really just don't see it based on where the team is now. All right, I'll stop being a germ spreader. He he developed a taste for avocado ice cream maybe, and now suddenly he can throw. Speaking of comebacks, after Leonard Fournette asked on Instagram how many number seven jerseys he's going to see in the stands during the 2022 season, Gronk replied, I'll represent a seven jersey in the stands for you. Is that in the stands for you, Jeremy? Hot news or not news? This is not news. Gronk's probably going to play. He's taking his time. There's nothing new to report right now. The Bucks are just sort of waiting, but they believe that Gronk is going to be their tight end in 2022. This could be just a little nudge to Tampa Bay, like, hey, I could retire unless you sweeten the pot, throw a little money my way, get me a better contract for next year. Yeah, Jeremy, I'm with you. Not news. I think what Gronk really meant to say is he'll represent a seven-figure paycheck to pay me to come back to play, sweeten the deal, <laughs> and then you'll see me. Yeah, I think also he doesn't want to go through all the rigmarole, you know, that, that a, a younger player may have to go to. He'll play when he's good and ready oh, yeah. and skip all that stuff. And by the way, how important is Gronk still on the field? Guarantee you, season on the line, he catches minimum one touchdown, right? Like, he actually has an impact on the field. He's not just a mascot. And if he doesn't play for the Bucks, no. I don't like them in the NFC. If he does, I think I do. Sean McVay says the Rams are continuing to work toward re-signing Odell Beckham Jr. Is that hot mm. news or not news, Jeremy? It's lukewarm news. I mean, it's not news in the sense that the Rams are going to say that. There's really nothing else to say. You know, they'd like to bring any good player back at the right price. That doesn't mean they actually want to pay them market value. But it's hot news in the sense that Odell Beckham was probably going to win the Super Bowl MVP for them a few months ago before he got hurt. I mean, the guy was balling. He was looking like his old self. And, you know, he he would probably like to stay in L.A. uh, if all things are equal. Um, but this is a player who's not really going to be ready till October, late October at the earliest, probably more like November. That's what other teams are budgeting. So this will be especially hot news if the Packers or somebody else get heavily involved here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think this is news. But, Jeremy, it is interesting considering that the, the offensive scheme is already in place. OBJ has spent time there. He knows that, right? Even though that they had the addition of Allen Robinson, he can come back on a title contender. They probably have the yeah. best odds in the NFC. But what is the right price for him, though, Jeremy? What, what would you say the right price from the Rams' perspective for OBJ is? See, it's tough to gauge because of, A, the injury. B, this is a guy who's a little older now, has already played the length of a major contract that he signed with the Giants years ago. And, you know, Odell Beckham, we all agree, is probably a superior talent to Jarvis Landry. But Jarvis Landry is a multi-time pro bowler and just signed a year, uh, signed a deal with New Orleans for $3 million plus some incentives. So, mm. you know, it's, it's hard in these free agency streets right now. There's not a ton of money. I just don't see Odell Beckham getting like $12, $15 million a year right now. I think he's going to take a one-year deal at decent money to build up his value again. So late in the year, if he's playing like himself, late 2022, he can cash in back in March of next year. I actually think this is hot news because it went from, oh, they'll probably figure something out to, oh, no, wait, yeah. Odell might be gone. And if this is trending toward yeah. him staying, once again, like Gronk and Tampa, if Odell, that's such a – to have him as a luxury, not a necessity, Odell Beckham, yeah. who would have been Super Bowl MVP, still a baller, not like just a guy, a baller when he's healthy. I like the Rams in the NFC. If they have Odell, I like the Rams. I think it's hot news. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, you reported over the weekend that Zach Wilson 
gained eight pounds of muscle this offseason. Is that hot news or not news? Oh, it's it's hugely hot news. This is major breaking news. Uh, It's about eight pounds worth of news, right? It's not much, but it's it's significant in that, you know, Zach Wilson's locked in. I mean, I think of all the year two quarterbacks, he probably got the most help this offseason. And, you know, he's locked into the point where I, I was told he worked out in three different states with various receivers, went to Tennessee, went to Florida, went to Texas to meet guys personally, work out with them. So he's taken all the necessary steps to have a bigger year too, and the Jets like the way he finished last year. Yeah, uh, look, whatever helps his durability by staying mm-hmm. on the field, putting on size and weight strength-wise, I think helps yeah. that. But it, it, it does, even though they got all the talent in the draft and what they were able to do, it, you still wonder, we counted, what was it, seven games that we thought maybe they could win? So it's still going to be a long journey. I just hope he's more durable during yeah. the journey. Oh, I think this is scorching hot news. Yeah. And by the way, I know, Jeremy, you're working on a follow-up. Trey Lance skips lunch, right? Like, uh, <laughs> So this is, this is uh, scorching hot news from Jeremy Fowler. Eight pounds worth. Jeremy, Joe Judge says he's working with Mac Jones and uh, – Patriots quarterbacks, but that nothing's been declared or decided or voiced in terms of who calls plays. Is that hot news or not news? On the surface, it's not news, but what's bubbling under the surface could be hot news in the sense that Bill Belichick could essentially be calling the plays here. He could be the play caller. Now, I know it's collaborative and New England does things a little differently than most teams. Um, But, you know, there are some whispers that, like, Belichick's going to sort of be the guy and you got Matt Patricia now involved helping coach maybe the offensive line you got Joe Judge in the mix but it is a huge mystery how they're going to attack this this uh in-game play calling situation and so if Joe Judge is maybe a prominent part of that then that's hot news but if he's just working with Mac Jones a little bit um you know it's just a coach kind of helping out where he can yeah I'm with you on that Jeremy I don't think it's hot news I just think it's Joe Judge you know working with Mac Jones here and there for some things that they're working on scheme wise I don't think it's a big thing I think it's yeah. kind of hot because anything around what the offense is going to yeah. look like without McDaniels I, is significant, right? Bill Belichick's Bill, Bill, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick made his bones as one of the great defensive coordinators who ever lived. But without Josh McDaniels, like, am I wrong, Jeremy, to say that the, the offense has suffered in the past? It has. I, I do get the sense that they were looking for a little bit of fresh start, maybe some new ideas. They loved what Joshua Daniels did, um, but I think they're maybe looking forward to the possibility to kind of reinvent some things over there. I feel like maybe things got a, you know, a little stale at times. Yeah, I get it. And with uh, Joe Judge's work with Daniel Jones, I could understand why they'd want to just hand over the reins of the offense to Joe Judge. Oh, as a Giants fan, I love this. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead exactly. to the AFC. Good, good job. Good luck over there. I think they should make uh, Joe Judge in charge, in charge of the whole organization. Forget Belichick. Thank you, Jeremy, <laughs> as always. Jeremy, get those bars Thanks, ready for next Appreciate time you come it. on, yeah, man. You come usually on. have. You, you got a high you standard. Last time get, you, had a, get the, you had fresh 16 just waiting in the chamber. The paper. I'll, just, I'll go off the top of the dome. I'll go freestyle. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jeremy. With the pen that don't write. All right. Thank you, Jeremy Fowler, as always. <laughs> Jeremy drops 16 off the dome. That's some hot news right mm-hmm. there. Next level. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. The question is this, which current franchise is the most disrespected in sports? Is it the Miami Heat? Is it another franchise? You join the show. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Heat Celtics game one tonight on ESPN Radio. 
Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you have to be in the car, can't be in front of your TV, you don't miss a second of the action. Turn on ESPN Radio. Heat Celtics is the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats Life Happens Live. So, which franchise is the most disrespected in sports? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's the answer, Jay? It's the Miami Heat. It's not even a question. It's the Miami Heat. I mean, it's, it's Jimmy Butler. All I've heard. And I've been part of the problem, people. Yep. This is not me trying to say, oh, I've been telling, trying to tell you so the whole time. I have been part of the problem. Because Disrespectful. I didn't know if Jimmy Butler could be a number one option. Max, you and I have talked about this multiple times where we said, is Jimmy, he's more of a two. Is he more of a third option? But what this guy has proven is that you can build a culture around him. He's been averaging 29 points, shooting over 50% in the playoffs. Now, his superpowers may be limited to a degree. He may not be able to do the things that Jason Tatum or Luka or Steph can do. But defensively, man, he's a two-way guy. He's gritty. He can score against the best. He has a high, high basketball IQ. And his team, culture-wise, is a winning culture. And that needs to be praised. What do we do when we come back from games? We talk about the team that lost. Oh, look at the car accident, right? Look at the 76ers. Everybody's rubbernecking on the car accident. Nobody's talking about Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, two guys who are undrafted players that started for the Miami Heat that are knocking down buckets. So it's almost to a degree when LeBron, I'm not comparing this, but I'm just stating it. Like when LeBron played with Matthew Del Vadova, you're like, man, Matthew Delvadova looks yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, what this guy got? Got a, to a game six. He got a forty million dollar. Matthew Delvadova got a forty million dollar deal. What? And now you're looking of at Pat, guys. Of course, Patrick Beverly yesterday was saying, "I want to play with LeBron. <laughs> Get paid." Now you're looking at guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, who are undrafted, and they're in this system, and they're they're playing for dirt cheap. They're playing every single game because you need them to. And now you're looking at their value, saying, "What is their value, man?" They they could be part of a championship team because they're proving it. They might be part of one right now. It's incredible to see what they're doing down in Miami. So which current franchise is the most disrespected in sports? Walt the Trucker? Which one? Yeah, St. Louis Blues, most disrespected. Even after they won the Stanley Cup, they still get mm. no mention. Why and not that only is? that, well, here's the problem. When the Blues are playing – on no matter what network they're on. They're, it, nobody talks about them. All the commentators are talking about the other team playing, like the Avalanche is going to be playing all by themselves. That's all we're going to hear, Avalanche this, Avalanche that. They don't talk about the fact that Blues have 920 goal scorers on the team. The last Stanley Cup winner named Bennington, who's not named Vasilevsky, who won the Cup, and the Blues still get no respect. They get no respect. Now they've got a series coming up with Colorado. All the announcers are going to talk about is Colorado this, Colorado that. They're not even going to talk about You know what, though? Here's the one thing about the Blues. When you think about St. Louis, which is a great sports town, right? The Cardinals are king in St. Mm -hmm. Louis, right? And they don't have football anymore. They still, a lot of people out of St. Louis still hate the the Arizona Cardinals, right? And and so they have enormous support with inside. The St. People who are in St. Louis love the Blues. So I'm not saying that's not the case with the Heat, too, but, but... there's something about a team in a sport that's not, you know, basketball, football, baseball. The economy is not that size. And yet you have that 
kind of support within your town, I don't know if I can call it the most disrespected. Yeah, but there is something to it about when you are part of a smaller community to a degree that isn't a large, large market, and you hear a lot of commentary that's catered around the larger markets that seem to overlook your market, even though you guys have success. There's something to be said about that. That's a real thing, man. That's yeah, and, and also St. Louis is the type of town like when the Cardinals are playing, down, it's all packed in that area. When they're not playing, it's a ghost town, right? Like it is a St. Louis Cardinals baseball town more than anything. Which current franchise is the most disrespected in sports? John and Tampa. Uh-oh. Hey, guys. Man, I can't believe I'm talking to you all. This is awesome. What's up, John? Um, I'm going to follow up with the last guy, Tampa Bay Lightning. It absolutely incensed me to hear Mike Wilbon saying that we are an quote-unquote SEC hockey team. I wa- I'm, I'm actually surprised that after game seven of that series against Toronto, I'm surprised TBS and TNT are going to continue with their coverage of hockey because all of those guys were pro-Toronto. All we heard was pro-Toronto. Toronto this, Toronto that, Toronto this, Toronto that. This is the Tampa Bay Lightning the two-time defending mm-hmm. Stanley Cup champion who just a few years ago were, were, I don't know, whatever study it was or as a voter or a poll or whatever, they were the number one franchise in sports. Mm-hmm. All sports. The number one run franchise in all of sports. We sell out every game. It, it, it just blew me away how Why do you think you're disrespected? The, because we were dismissed because we were going up against Toronto. All you heard was Toronto this, Toronto that. Will Bond saying we're an SEC hockey team. And all okay, of a sudden, well, guess yeah, what? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, no, I understand why you're saying this is why I feel that we are in a state of being. But, like, what led to you just saying because people liked Toronto, so therefore your team. Well, he's saying that they, he, they don't get the credit that's deserving of them being you know, defending Stanley Cup Stanley champions, Cup champions yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and, by the way, it was last year that we were having this conversation about Tampa, about being title town city. Right, like we, the Bucks won it, Tampa Bay Lightning won it. You had Toronto that was playing down in Tampa during the bubble, like they were looking like they were good for a minute too. There's a lot going on where it felt like it was a short run, but then all of a sudden it was like poof, it's gone. You think that happens sometimes in warm weather cities with hockey? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. not at all culturally. Evan, what about, is, is, is that? A th- yeah, think- I mean it's an interesting point. Um, uh, maybe I, I, I we're gonna find out because the Lightning play the Panthers this series, and so we're gonna find out how much people care about hockey in Florida. The Panthers are the best team in hockey, so so we're gonna find out. That's an interesting take, although you know. Which, although what? Max, although you lived what? In a, they don't call me Max, Maxie Pucks. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Max, Max, you lived in L.A. when the Kings were in their heyday, uh, and you were all over it. So, and oh, yeah. Oh, we weather, come, so, listen, like, I don't know. Can I, can I, tell, can I tell people who are following uh, the hockey playoffs uh, right now? Which a lot of people are. Don't, don't, like, when you have a show like this that has been so loyal to, to the hockey crowd the entire time, I don't want now you to listen to any other radio station, any other show, just because they're Johnny come lately because the playoffs are heating up and now they want to talk about hockey. We've earned your loyalty with all the hockey talk on this show and uh, we hope that you stay with us throughout <laughs> these uh, NHL playoffs. We call them the playoffs in hockey, right, Evan? Yeah. Throughout these NHL playoffs, which current franchise is the oh, most disrespectful? 
Yes, they call them the playoffs. Okay, that's good. But yes. they call them the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's yes, my Stanley best part. Cup. You're like, NHL oh, they playoffs. call them the playoffs, yeah. right? And you're saying that the NHL is the Stanley Cup playoffs, yeah, right? Stanley They're, on playoffs, yeah, potato, They're on ESPN. Potato. They're on ESPN. Game uh, one, Rangers and Hurricanes. That's the, the Rangers will play the Hurricanes in round two. Yes. Um, of the Stanley night. Cup playoffs. Who cares? That's Stanley right, Cup right here on ESPN. Yes. Dan in St. Louis, the most disrespected franchise in sports. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning to you all. Easily not agreeing with Walter from St. Louis, totally with St. Louis Blues, even though I'm from St. Louis. I, I can understand where the media doesn't really, not a fan of small markets. I understand that. And the Blues are very disrespected, but we always got into the, we're very high in the standings, but we never could shift, never get to tip. It's the St. Louis Cardinals by a billion. We're better than the Yankees. I mean, without, you know, because we don't, there's there's no cap in baseball, so the Yankees pay for that championship. But if you look at the Cardinals, the media does not like St. Louis. Mm. They do not like. It's the interesting because the St. Louis Cardinals, you're, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Yankees are the greatest team in the history of baseball by like a factor of a billion. They they won as many championships as the Cardinals did sometime in the 1940s, right? Like that's there's that's when the Cardinals have like 11 now. Yankees got why, that sometime why, in the 40s. Why do you have to prove but, his point with a slight? Well, to him because first. because the Yankees are you know. Yeah, what they I, are. But, but his point about the Cardinals, <laughs> dollar for dollar hanging in there with teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers, is like, he's right. The Cardinals are the most successful team in the history of the National League. They are perennially a contender, even in years where it's like, well, they may not be, they may not be so good this year. They're great again. It's almost like, think of the Spurs when Popovich had Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. right? The Cardinals are kind of that, but it, it, it goes past eras. Not, it's not dependent on a certain manager or a certain player or a certain front office. They're always contending. He's right. Speaking of disrespect, is one future Hall of Famer being disrespected? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The kitchen sink is coming to Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler has gone against LeBron for a lot of years. He went against Kobe. He's gone against KD. He knows what it takes to stay in front of the top-tier guys in the league, and it's a challenge that he is very much looking forward to. So I look for Bam Adebayo to be as electric as he was in the bubble. He's going to have to be that consistent second guy that Jimmy uh, can depend on. It's going to have to be Jalen Brown mixing it up inside and out, attacking the basket and hitting his jump shot.
Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN2, your smart speakers, the app. Download the podcast, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Which current franchise is the most disrespected in sports? We're asking. You can also hit us up on the Twitter feed, at Max. We are asking because the Miami Heat, Jay, has been disrespecting for so long. I don't like when you frame conversations and build narratives that are false. Even well, though that one is not So that one totally is true, false. but you just, as a statement of fact, don't like when I do that. Yeah, because but you that, do it. But that's you not do it, this And time. then you confuse, you know, our listeners because yeah. you make them think that I've been saying things that I haven't really said. I in think this it's case, unfair. In this case, have you disrespected the I heat? feel like you're disrespecting me the way Pat Beverly disrespected CP3 yesterday. That's what I feel like. Okay, so you and have not disrespected the heat? Where's my coach? Where's Evan Wilner speaking up for me when I need him? Evan, has uh, Jay disrespected the Heat? All, all year. See, oh my. You were on this show saying that first Jimmy off, Butler. First off, lower your it, tone when you talk to me. Don't you yell at me in public. M- Mr. Jay Williams, you were on this show, sir, talking about how, how Jimmy Butler, uh, Mr. Jimmy Butler was not a, a number one and that the Heat could not win a championship. I didn't say they couldn't Jimmy win. Biller, Called him a scrub. Player. I didn't say they couldn't win. Oh, no, you didn't? I just right. said I wasn't sure he could be a number one. We're going to find out. Right. I that's think he can. Dis- that is disrespect on the team that was the number one seed, on a guy who brought this team to the NBA Finals two years ago and has made every team he's gone to better. That is disrespectful to say that Jimmy Butler is not a guy who could win a title when they are the number one seed and he's the the best player on the number one seed. Wait, wait, let me ask you a question, Evan. Are you picking him to win the title? Hell no! Then shut your mouth! That's exactly my point! Who has been more disrespectful, (laughs) Patrick Beverly to CP3 or Jay Will? Don't you Jimmy guys Butler. make this about the 22s, okay? Jimmy Butler is the 22. I'm old. I'm just trying to tell you what I see. And I do feel like they've been disrespected, and I want to give them their flowers. Now, by at the end you? of the day. Wait, what when, do you mean, do I? When, I want to give them the flowers. By you. you have not given them the credit that they deserve. You have me yelling like a seven-year-old disrespect. girl at 749 in the morning, and I don't like the energy you're giving me right now. All I'm saying, Max, is the franchise deserves the credit. The question Don't give is, it though, to them. wait, you're wait, on this I, show. Oh you my, have a national oh, platform. I am give them sweating the profusely right now because I am frustrated. Mm. All I am saying, Evan, is at the end of the day, I yep. hate when my voice goes up a notch when I get angry. I sound like Chris Tucker. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're dressed like someone out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. when it matters the most, can Jimmy Butler get his team? I know he can get his team there. But can he get his team over the hump once he gets there? Yeah, the, that listen, is the question. It is and leg- I think that is a fair, legitimate It's a legitimate question. question for every player that has not yet done it. Do you believe they can be the best player on a championship team? Right? The history of the NBA you could boil down to that. When barbershop talk, when people want to create the hierarchy. Jason Tatum, can he be the best couple- player on a championship team? I believe so. Luka Doncic, can he be the best player on a championship team? I believe so. Steph Curry's already proven that. No, Jimmy, he hasn't. Jimmy. Oh, my Get this man. What? No, Get him. What are you talking about? In 2015. What are you going to tell me? Andre, why do you no, die no, no, on no, this no, hill? No, no, In 2015, the only reason they won, and everyone knows it, oh, if a series goes such, six games and you're such. missing your second and third best player, it is very obvious that the team, had they had their second and third best player, would have won the series. But, 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 but should have, would have, could have. Okay, okay. And even then. He was so outplayed by LeBron that they couldn't give him the MVP. They had to give the MVP to the guy who guarded LeBron. I am sorry. All those reasons, yeah. fine. 
Throw him out the, the damn fun, window. Okay, fine. The was he the best season. player on that team, on his championship team? Did he win MVP? It's, it doesn't matter. Let me hold on. You're talking hold about on. the other team. So, so I'm you talking have, about so, it. so that's Matt your Curry. best Look example. Look me in the eye right yes. now and tell me that Steph Curry wasn't the best player on his team when he won a world championship. I'm not looking you tell in the me. eye, but I'll say it. He was not the best player in that series. Okay, I, that's not my question, Max. He wasn't the best player in that series. Th- that's not the question we're talking about. The, que- but the question we're talking about is: Can he be the best? player on a championship team. Okay, let me, let me rephrase. He, Steph Curry has proven that he is capable of doing that if the other team is severely hampered by injury. Like, in other words, the guys are not out there on the floor. Because the following year, they lost, and then they won two with KD, and then they got back again and lost again. So he was the best player in this championship team. That's, so One thank you, time, so you kind of, and they couldn't give him MVP. But he still was. Mike in Ohio, winner, who's the most disrespected winner, team? winning. Who's the most disrespected team? <laughs> Just a child. I feel like it's the Warriors. They're, everybody criticizing Curry. Like, listen, just because he ain't showed up yet, these big games that's coming up, you're about to see this man. Listen, see, he takes yeah. it in, reverse layup. Hey, Max, yeah. I need to see you with Stephen A. in a free throw contest at the 2-on-2 <laughs> tournament. No, Stephen then A. You, Stephen oh, a I played, would pay money for that. Stephen A. played Division Two. Oh, we should do it. We should have Stephen because Stephen A. is going to be in Miami yeah. or wherever he's going to be for the championship or Boston. We should do that little 2 Two-screen free-throw shooting contest. Mm. I'm going to choose a champion like on Game of Thrones. I pick Jay Will. But can I tell who, the, the viewer who just called? I, I'm drawing a blank. So many names yeah. are called in today. Mike. Mike, thank you. Mike, thank you for the call. Because I just want to let you know, Mike, this is for you. Mm-hmm. This is who I work with every day. And this is my dude right here, mm-hmm. Max Kellerman. Mm-hmm. As soon as we found out that Luca got by Phoenix, you know what Max Kellerman said to me? Mm. He said, don't let Steph not get by Luca. Correct. Oh, He's on a better team. Steph's on a better team. Goodness. Yeah. It, was the, it, was, so I, it was the Grizzlies last week. So. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, but by the way, Ja the- was so much better than Steph when he was healthy, then they missed their best player for the second half of the series and I won mean, in seven games. Steph is the reason why they won game six. I mean, it, but by the way, five, let me, I'll be honest. Five, I'll be honest. Me. I'm not just trying to go at Steph. Steph, yeah, to me, turned yeah, the corner in the finals in the loss to Toronto. He, for the first time in his career in the finals, balled out when they need him to. He hit a bunch of shots in a game. It looked like Kawhi was taking over in Golden State and won based on that. It's the first time I'd seen him do it in the finals. But given enough reps, guys who had a problem in those certain, sometimes they get better at it. Maybe Steph is doing the same thing. I'm video quartering myself right now just because I want to say I have said that I think Steph is a top 10 player of all time when it's all said and done. I appreciate his greatness. Max Kellerman, you are the biggest Steph Curry hater I've ever what seen in the history of all haters. Just being honest, you just hating? You minimize his world championships, his no, legacy. I'm just being honest. You do it every time. I tell you the hard truths. No, that's not the truth. You can't I'm not scared the to truth. tell you the hard truth. No, they're lies. Much just more. Just say he's the best player on the best team. Much more hate coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. He's the best player on the best team. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 